Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're discussing how to solve the problem of unvoiced expectations. There's a quote from Rory Vaden that says this about expectations. People cannot live up to expectations they don't know have been set for them. Mm, I, I just want to say amen mm, to that. I think you and I have done that a few times in the 25 years of marriage. Almost 26, but who's counting? Yes, we definitely have. And, and that's what we're talking about. You know, what happens when you have these expectations that you don't know have been set for you? And, and how did the two of you navigate that as a couple? We're going to be digging into that in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for us to celebrate you, to celebrate the breakthrough that you're having in your marriage. And this hug comes from a post that was in the One Family private Facebook group. That starts with tomorrow is our 14th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. However, last year as we celebrated, I did not know that a month later I would find out that my husband had been having an emotional affair. Mm. Initially, he wasn't sorry for it. He told me that things were developing between them and he did not want to remain married. He even said he had considered running away with her. Mm. I can't explain the pain I went through during this time. It was then that I discovered the podcast. I was looking for hope and I found it. Despite what he was saying, I knew this wasn't him. I focused on myself becoming the wife and mother God intended me to be. I did Mm. not let him deter me. I made huge changes over the next several months. And listening to your podcast about rebuilding trust, how to communicate with your spouse, et cetera, all helped me see how my behavior had contributed to where we were in our marriage. Just let that sit for just a second. Takes two to get Mm -hmm. to any situation in marriage. She goes on to say, it showed me how far away from God we had fallen and that our marriage, although looking good on the outside, was crumbling without a foundation. My husband stayed through those months and at one point in time told me that I was making him extremely frustrated. Sure. As a coach, I've heard this once or twice. I was making all these changes and it was confusing him and making him think that it could be better between us again. During this time, he put the brakes on the relationship but didn't cut it off completely until about seven months later. He began diving into God's word and I could see how broken he was. He wouldn't see a counselor go to therapy with me, but I continued to pray that God would work in his life. God has blessed us in our relationship. We have more open and honest communication than we ever had before. He's opened up to explain how he ended up going down a path he never thought he'd take. A lot of that is me learn- is for me learning about your podcast. We still have a long way to go and neither of us are perfect, but we're so grateful that God is taking us through the most traumatic experience of our lives and working it for good. Tomorrow will be 14 years, but it feels like we're getting a second chance to start over and build our marriage with a solid foundation. I love it. Come I don't I, I don't like the the part where you had to go through all the struggle and yet we've all been there. Mm. We've uh, all had struggle. We've all had struggle. Uh, uh, Lisa and I, I mean, for many of you who, who know, I mean, it was 11 years in and and things began to shift. For this couple is 14 years, maybe for you it's 2 years, maybe for you it's 16 years, whatever it is, do know that you're not alone in those struggles. 
And here at One Extraordinary Marriage, we bring to light our own and others. So that mm-hmm. way you can see and get encouragement and get hope. Absolutely. And and while it's not in this hug, my guess is, is that there were probably lots of situations in the marriage that led them both to this place where there were these unvoiced expectations. Oh, absolutely. Right? That that contributed. There were a contributing factor to where they found themselves when they were having that rev- revelatory or as a lot of people call it that discovery discussion, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's what we're talking about in today's episode. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I sit in coaching sessions a lot during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of you are taking action and, and just, be, you know, looking at coaching as the next step in creating a shift in your marriage. And often in coaching sessions, you know, I'll be sitting there with husbands and wives who, who are frustrated and and the frustration takes a lot of different forms. But one of the most common is this place of, you know, I can't believe that my spouse would do this or that, or that they didn't know that this was important to me, or, you know, you should know me well enough by now to know that I wouldn't want to do that, or I would want to do that. And literally it's almost as if I can see the smoke kind of pouring out of people's ears because there's so much emotion built up around the expectations that spouses have for one another. And sometimes those are voiced and we're not talking about those. This episode specifically is talking about the ones that are unvoiced. And it doesn't matter how many times Tony and I get behind these microphones and we talk about the six pillars of intimacy and we talk about expectations we're still going to like, this will probably be one of the conversations that we'll be having until our dying day, because we all have expectations in our marriage. And I don't, I I don't care about the authors that say, you know what, you're not going to have expectations or you should not have expectations or whatever that is. I, you all have shared those thoughts with me. And the reality is, is I don't know how you do life without expectation. I think even in our own marriage, I look at our six pillars of intimacy and there's expectation that we we have and there are those that they do get voiced, but there are some that I think per, percolate underneath that go unvoiced at times until we're at this place where we're like, whoa, one of us needs to say something or one of us is holding something in and it's like, wait a minute, I, I have an expectation on Elisa that I haven't even shared with her on one of our pillars. Like I need to bring this up to her. Well, literally, I was sitting in a coaching session last night with a couple, and they were relaying to me this story about how you know they'd, they'd been putting something into practice in their marriage, and they were on the phone talking about it and found themselves getting a little, I'm just going to use the word agitated, okay. irritated, frustrated, testy, testy, spicy, whatever you want to call it. And th- the wife had, you know, she just, they paused for a second and she said, wait a minute. What was the expectation here? Whoa. And I, I literally, great as a coach, question. as a coach, you just have this like proud coach moment because you're like, that's a great question. And, and, and that's what we're talking about because what the wife, what this couple realized in this moment, and it's what we're talking about in this episode, is that there was something that was unvoiced hmm. and it was causing all of this emotion between the two of them. And if they could identify what was unvoiced, perhaps there was a way they could get to a solution. And it's the whole reason why, you know, in the six pillars of intimacy in the book, chapter five, which is the first chapter that specifically tackles an intimacy, it's the emotional intimacy pillar. It starts on page 61. There's a reason why there's a line in there that says emotional intimacy is the workhorse Mm. of the pillars because your ability to communicate what 
you are needing, what you are wanting, what you are feeling, what you are expecting to your spouse dictates a whole lot on how that's going to go. Right. And, and when it comes to expectations, verbal expression, I know, you know, when you read the book, you'll, you'll see in there that I talk about verbal and nonverbal communication. Yes. But when it comes to expectations, very specifically, that needs to be verbally communicated. Let's, I, I do want to say this though. Yeah. In that verbal communication, that can be through the written word. Mm-hmm. It could be, uh, interestingly enough, just even hearing from couples recently, like some of these tougher conversations for them, they have found the way that they're strengthening their emotional intimacy pillar is that they are able to do voice text messages, things of that nature. That allows them other couples like Elisa and I would be a walk and talk. Mm -hmm. So the verbal communication doesn't always have to be face to face, sitting knee to knee, holding hands. What is the best way for you? Is it verbally giving those unvoiced expectations in a letter? Right. Essentially, what are the words that are being spoken? However you, or what are the words that are being delivered? However you choose to deliver your words, that's what we're getting at here. I I just want to, I just want to open that up though because True. I think There's I think a lot, a lot of options. right I think there are a lot of times though when we hear that it just goes to the I need to talk to you and there are other ways that we can do this that are still effective 100%. depending upon how the two of you go about doing it for some of you it is applying for coaching and sitting and and speaking to Alisa or a coach because that allows the two of you to work through that Absolutely. And, and it's getting into this place of, of recognizing, um, again, like I said, regardless of what other authors have to say, we all have expectations. We do. You know, you have expectations on what your emotional intimacy is going to look like, on what your recreational intimacy is going to look like, on what your sexual, your physical, your financial, like you have expectations and big or small, it doesn't matter. They're there. And when they don't get addressed, they start to create emotions inside of you. And, and, you know, for those of you that have the emotion wheel, you know, you might be looking at it right now and going, okay, how do I feel? Well, I might feel insecure, right? It might be that I feel ignored, mm. right? It could be that I feel lonely. Like we're not communicating about this stuff. I can sense that there's a, dis- you might feel worried. What's going on with us, right? There could be a lot of different emotions that you experience. And if you have no idea when you, you maybe you're brand new and you're like, did you, did you just say an emotion wheel? What the heck is that? Can you put a link? I will put a link here into the episode notes so you guys can just click on that and go pick up one, whatever size you need. If you need one that's just sitting in your office or you need one that is, you know, take along, they have many different sizes right there on Amazon. It'll be, there'll be a link here in the episode notes for you. And I have to, I have to brag on another coaching couple because we were having a session the other day and, uh, she, the gal, she like, she's like, okay, Lisa, look. And she flashes me her emotion wheel and yes. actually was using the words off of it. And I love when, when a couple will use a tool because you know, when, when you don't deal with those negative emotions that you have, they start to fester into really ugly things like anger or, um, impatience, that short fuse mm. or the growing distance where it can feel like the grand Canyon, or you'll see that you or your spouse is very emotional. And so there might be a lot more tears that are flowing. And, and all of those are indicators. Can, can I tell you that, that those emotions, the anger, the impatience, the, the distance, the tears, those, those are warning signs. It's like, if there was, you know, if you're thinking about the dash of your car, when you start seeing those things happen over and over again, 
It's like the warning light in your car beeping at you. Don't be like our teenagers, specifically our teenagers, our children, Tony and Lisa's kids, who have the warning lights go off on their car and don't do anything about it. And here's the thing. Those warning lights can be on for a while and they've become just normal. Yeah. I remember when our son came back for the first time after going off to college and he comes back and I get in this car because I was going to use it to, to run somewhere. Literally, I, I roll in there and there are lights blinking. There are red lights on. There are orange the lights on. The entire dash was lit up. It, it was like the 4th of th- July. There's like five or six of them on there. And, and we sent them off with none of them on. And I just looked at him. I'm like, Alex, d- you see these, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, those are warning signs, man. Like, y- you need to say something. Or, or it could be that somebody is saying something to you because you've looked at it so long, they don't even, you don't even see them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I had to bring attention to it, to him and go, hey, this is what we need to go do. And this is what you need to go do to rectify these lights. And that before we can talk about rectifying, before we can talk about solving this problem of unvoiced expectations, we actually just have to give some attention to how and or why they don't get voiced. Because sometimes you have to tackle the the reason why it's not happening in order to create a strategy on how it can happen. Right. So some of the reasons why it doesn't happen, too busy, right? It's kind of like, you know, the dashboard for our kids. Too busy. I'm doing all these things. Like, I'm not going to worry about a warning light, right? That kind of thing. We're not talking beyond the logistics of our lives. Past experience maybe has taught you that that it's not okay to bring up things in your marriage. So you just keep those expectations, you keep them kind of under wraps because because it hasn't been safe or comfortable in the past. Maybe you spend so much time with your kids or with other people that there isn't time for the two of you to have connection as a couple to actually be able to have the conversations because you're insulated from being a couple with all the other people Mm. in your life. Or maybe because of past experiences, because of, of patterns that have been woven into your marriage, there's this fear of being rejected or belittled or embarrassed when you do bring up an expectation. And, and getting into this place of going, okay, well, why, why haven't I been able to voice this? Actually allows us, like I was saying a couple minutes ago, to be able to get into a place of saying, okay, well, what's the strategy? Mm-hmm. Now that yeah. I understand why this is happening, what strategy can we put around it to get into a place of solving the problem of the unvoiced expectations? We're going to talk about that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back and we're talking about how to overcome the problem of unvoiced expectations. And, you know, as we talk about this, right, like we were just talking about before the break, we're talking about, you know, like, well, why does this happen? Mm-hmm. in your marriage? Why has this been going on? And for some of you, it's a matter of creating a safe space to reconnect and discuss, right? What does that look like to, to maybe get out of your house, right? I don't know how many times y'all have heard Tony and I talk about going on walk and talks. Why? Because it feels a lot safer to be outside of our house and in public during certain conversations than it does to be sitting in the four walls and being like, oh, we're sitting in the living room. We're sitting at the dining room table. You have to get out of your comfort zone. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you this, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. And sometimes it can be really tough because you want to sit there. I've been there. I, I know what it's like. It's like, it, Elise and I go through our own emotions and we have, and there are not always great days in this household. As much as I would love it to be, we go through our own seasons and, and times, even in a month, in a span of a week. We can go with unvoiced expectations. Well, let's just let's just bring it down to like twenty four hours. <laughs> let's let's not be so bold as to just paint broad strokes. But you have to, and I know I find myself having to do this: is get out of the comfort zone and go. You know what, Elisa? We have to go do this. Like we got to get out of the house. We got to make a change here. And and it's even sometimes telling myself that. I've talked about the power of, of positive thinking. I, I've, I've shared this book with you and I'll put a link to it here in the episode notes. But it's saying that like, no, I can get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I can get out of this, this funk that I'm in to discuss something important with my spouse. Mm-hmm. And it's being able to do that and step out. So you guys can do it. Absolutely. It, it's going back to, you know, getting into this place of unvoiced expectations. It's, getting curious about your spouse again, asking questions. People, we can't assume that we know what's going on in our spouse's head. We can't assume that we understand what date night's going to look like. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of what we're sharing in today's episode actually came out of a question that I had put up in the One Family Facebook group. And these were insights from the One Family, suggestions, strategies, and, and whatnot that they've used. But getting into this place where if we're not asking questions, if we're just assuming I can't tell you how many times I assume wrong. Hmm. It's frequent. I have a much higher success rate if I ask Tony, hey, what are the expectations for this? Because then I know, then I can actually do my best. But if I don't ask and he doesn't tell me, we got like, you know, a very, very low chance of it going. Like there was, there was. We have these, what were you going to share? Go for it. Well, I was going to share, there was a comment in the same thread where it talked about the fact that, you know, what are the expectations around date night? Mm -hmm. Right? What are the expectations around a kid-free date night? Okay, the kids aren't coming, but does that mean the two of you are doing something fun? Does that mean the two of you are doing something romantic? Does that mean the two of you are going out and coming back to have, like, what does that mean? Because he might be planning a kid-free night, which means we're going out and we're doing all this fun stuff without the kids. And she's thinking, I want to like snuggle up with you on the couch and I want to like be all, you know, like lovey-dovey on the couch. And he's like, I nailed it. We had so much fun. And she's like, yes, but. 
the yes, but is really what we're trying to go, you know, get away from to know what the other person wants to, to get into this place where we, we don't have to, we're not playing the subtlety game, mm-hmm. hoping and hinting, but I've inst- been there, but instead, yeah, it's like a wife told me today in a coaching session. She's like, so I, I go, well, how do you initiate? And she's like, well, like I'll, I'll roll over and I'll kiss him. And I'm like, so how does he know that you're initiating or not initiating and you're just kissing him? And she was like, huh? Good question. I'm like, yeah, precisely. Cause it's, it's, and I get it. I am like the queen of subtlety. This has been a learned skill for me. But when mm-hmm. it comes to expectations, whether it's stuff in the bedroom or stuff with finances, what does it look like to, to develop the ability to be direct instead of just kind of hinting and hoping and praying and wishing that you're going to get, or it's going to happen the way you want it to. And the, on the receiving side of this, you're listening, you're you're getting to understand your spouse. And I, I know sometimes we don't want to. We, we want to just shut down. Mm. And so there is the practice. And, and I will say it is a practice and one you will continue to practice through all the years of your marriage to listen and hear your spouse. Because there have been times here in this household where, yes, those unvoiced expectations start to come up. And the one receiving doesn't want to listen. Mm-hmm. And they're in, in either Elisa or myself, we're already in our own world and we want to share our unvoiced expectations. We want them to know and we want her to know like, hey, I want you to know what I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. And so it is a practice and it's one that I do as much as I can. Because I'm not going to say I'm perfect because I'm not. It's it's just listening and going, okay, what is it? Where What are your expectations around this, Elisa? And why am I not listening to you at this moment? Mm-hmm. What is stopping me from actually receiving what you're saying? Because at the end of the day, we're both in our own places. We're both growing individually, but we are growing together. Yeah. I think one of the most powerful strategies... Um, Two, two more strategies that I definitely want to share. One was recognize that there are different ways to accomplish the same thing. And this came out in a session the other day, right? We were talking about keeping the house clean and what that means. And I will tell you, in this case, husband and wife had two different definitions on what that meant in regards to laundry okay. and getting it done. Right. And, and time around that. And so, so some of this was having the, the conversation on what's the expectation around that because the unvoiced, they were operating on if the laundry gets put away, we are good. Right. That, that was one person. And the other person was like, if the laundry gets put away immediately after it comes out of the dryer, dryer immediately after the dryer beeps that it's done, we are good. Right. Yeah, they're they're both different. getting the laundry done. It's, but, the but expectation so you, is when when is it actually making it and when, when is it getting folded and when is it actually getting put away because that's a that could be from a few minutes after the the dryer beeps to a few hours or weeks or when I it, mean we had laundries in the old house sitting in the laundry room for weeks it was like everybody's oh, yeah. closet oh believe me I, I remember those days closet. but but even understanding like there could be two ways to cook a meal there could be two ways to take care of the kids right it, it's these conversations that we're having saying that there can be different ways to accomplish this and is my expectation and hear me out here is my expectation that you do it exactly the way I do it or is my expectation that it gets done that's something sometimes you need to check yourself on 
because sometimes we want our spouse to do things. The expectation is you do it exactly. I mean, how many times have we heard people talk about the fact that towels have got to be folded the exact way that one person likes them folded, right? We hear that a lot. Or, or you know, the pantry's got to be organized a certain way or, or whatever it is. Like some, Like there's a spouse that wants it done my way. Yeah, in in for us, it's typically if it's my way, then go do it. Right. I mean if, that that's that, very that, much that that that's us because let's hey, I'm I'm cool. If you want the pantry like that, then by all means, rock on with your bad self and and set. But it you're going to do it. But but you need to do it. Don't set that expectation on me because you're setting me up for failure at that point. So why, why do that? Like why set me up for failure? Like if you want that pantry done that way, then go rock and roll. But if there's something that I want done a specific way, then I, I take care of it. And I don't set that expectation on Elisa to then get it done that way. So th- there are, th- we did a, an episode on chore wars yes. and, and that would be, I'll, I'll find that episode and link to it. But you know what? That would be a good one around this because we did find out around chores there are certain expectations so yeah i'll link to that episode and i'm not saying everything gets you know handed off to the person who well if you want it your way like don't use don't weaponize that do not weaponize tony and elisa don't do it what i'm saying is that if you start to find okay is this is this a battle right and if, if it's something you feel really strongly about in terms of your expectations you may have to be the one to execute it Hmm. but it's it's looking at that and you know finally i want to share like and this came out of the the One Family Facebook group, and I thought this was so significant. And it's something I say to a lot of my coaching clients. Share your frustration level before you blow up. Mm. Right? If you've got this unvoiced expectation that's starting to fester and turn into a big ugly, let's not have it turn into a volcanic eruption before you say something. Mm. Right? You know... You know, you know, you know, because if I asked you what are the physiological changes that start to happen in your body when that unvoiced expectation is starting to manifest, you know what it is. For some of you, you start to get a little feisty around your spouse. Some of you withdraw. Some of you might slam cabinets. I heard the phrase the other day from a coaching client, spite cleaning. And it's when you clean because you're all ticked off. And I'm like, yeah, there was many years of our marriage. That was the only time our house got clean is when I was spite cleaning. I'm like, I love that. It's going to show up in an didn't episode. Didn't even know that that was a word. I didn't. But when, when she said it in the, in the conversation, I'm like, I love that. It's so true. Um, you know, some of you will just turn a really icy shoulder. You'll withdraw physical affection. You'll do all of the, like, let's not wait until it's really bad people because it takes so much more to repair when the volcanic eruptions got off yeah then when it starts as a rumble and you're like you know what hey like i'm i'm feeling off it's, it's like this couple that i that i talked about with the expectations where they realized in the middle of a phone call talking about a situation that there were expectations that the other person had and they, so they asked the question hey wait what was your expectation here because we're starting to get a little like I can feel it. We're off. So instead of waiting, because this is a couple where like the potential for it to turn into a big explosion was possible. So I'm super proud of them. But instead of getting that far down the road, interrupting that cycle, and you all have the ability to interrupt your cycles, interrupting the cycle when it's a small problem, mm. when it's just starting to be irritating, you're True. like, ah, to say, hey, is there an expectation here that I, that I didn't, know about 
Is there an expectation here that I, I didn't pick up on? Yeah. Do you, do you have expectations on how this was supposed to go? And because that's not happening, you're feeling, you're experiencing a feeling right now. Like ask the question because it's so much easier and it's so much healthier for your marriage to be able to have the conversation around it and come up with a solution mm-hmm. to, you know, maybe it's a solution. Maybe it's an apology that's needed. Maybe it's a, let's do it differently next time. Right. And so you're looking for a strategy, whatever it is, it's, it's easier when the two of you attack it, when somebody isn't blowing up and isn't frustrated. But, but these are different ways that you can go about saying, Hey, let's not get stuck in this place of unvoiced expectations. Let's really go after this as a team mm-hmm. to create an environment in our marriage where it's not going to be perfect. Tony and I are not perfect. We do it better most of the time. And that's what we do. We wish for your marriage. We know nobody in the one family is perfect. Can it be better most of the time? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Unvoiced expectations over time are going to cause a massive issue. So with this episode, start thinking about that. Think about this week. What's one unvoiced expectation you have? And take it to the next step and voice it to your spouse. Get out there, strengthen your emotional intimacy by actually verbally voicing that expectation. Because when you do, you're going to allow them into you to see what's actually going on. And it's going to start to repair. It's going to start to heal. It's going to start allowing you to to have the extraordinary marriage you desire. If you're in a place, though, where you're like, there are a lot of unmet expectations and unvoiced expectations, and we need some help through this, then... I highly suggest that you apply for coaching and you can learn all about that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. But this is your week. This is your week to go out, identify that unvoiced expectation, and then share it with your spouse. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We can't wait to hear about this in a hug from you. Make sure you send those to us at hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You guys have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.